1201, Gresham Fourier, Andy Hart filling in for Andy Gresh, who is out on assignment right now. And coming on the line right now is Tom E. Kern. Tom E. Kern is brought to you by Dr. Matthew Lopresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates. Let me sure bring him up real quick, too, so he can listen to his ads. Uh, the, the hair doctor of Tom E. Kern at 1-800-GET-HAIR by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Become your own success story by dropping the weight. That's holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180 and mm-hmm. Tommy Kern. That's uh, so the mm-hmm. third one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unified Office, where they help business maximize every income and call at unifiedoffice.com. And Tommy Kern joins us on the Harbor One the Hotline. Harbor One Hotline. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I bet you could do this by heart now, right? You can just do this like you just read it off the top. You don't even need a, a copy, right? Yeah, there's for the bald guys, for the. Uh, out guys and for the people who are disorganized yeah there you go you got every single that's really like any like middle-aged man is what i'm assuming it is with kids that's right any middle-aged man with kids out and disorganized so so what's going on right now tom I mean, like obviously like i know you're a big basketball guy but patriot wise it seems like it's um the only real news that i saw coming out of there other than the taylor swift concert is that isaiah wing got picked up by the miami dolphins yeah, it's quiet time, but to me, Christian, I think, and Andrew, hey, how are it's you? a vital time in their season because right now as they go through OTAs and they move into their next phases, they're actually going to be introducing and showing what they're going to be about, especially offensively. And you've got you know players who are now on their, well, when you include cam season where they try and renovate the offense 2020 was a different offense 2021 was a different offense 2022 was a different offense now 2023 is again a fourth consecutive different style of offense and if you throw in 2019 that's five of them so they need to get some consistency it's it's, i spoke to james white and um might be able to dredge it up with patriots talk podcast he talked at length about the inconsistency and the discipline that needs to be re-injected into this offense. So this is the time of year when they're doing that. Not a lot of news is going to emanate, but I think this is as critical a time as any in their season in terms of building. So, Tom, on ESPN this morning, there was one of those speculative columns from Bill Barnwell where he throws a lot of uh, ideas out there and sees what sticks. And from a Patriots perspective, it proposed the idea that they could trade a wide receiver, and he brought up the name Kendrick Bourne. Um, that would kind of surprise me. I'm just wondering what you would think of the idea that the Patriots could trade Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, I would say you could put that likelihood higher than zero. <laughs> higher than... <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> because here, here's, here's the reason. He's a good player. I mean, you don't catch 55 balls for 800 yards and have a 125 passer rating from Mac Jones in 2021, which he did, and not be capable. So last year it went sideways for a variety of reasons. Most primarily was Kendrick Bourne said, this isn't the offense, the Shanahan offense. This isn't the way you're supposed to do it. And he was fairly vocal about it to the point where it became an agitation for Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick. And then when the kid couldn't get himself lined up in the right spot, it only gave him further ammunition to say, you know what, Kendrick, you're kind of on the back burner until you stink. So they could move on for him from him for those reasons, in addition to the fact that he's got a $5.5 million non-guaranteed salary. So you can move on from him, but I still think he's a good player. Do you want to move on from good and dynamic players? Or have you said, you know what, it's just not working with him. So I know there are teams around the league who would covet 
the opportunity to have him aboard, like Las Vegas, I think, would be happy to have him. But whether or not they move him, and they have, a, they have an overload of receivers there. So for all of those reasons, I could see why it would happen. But I just don't think the Patriots are in a position where they should be moving on from fast players who can make people miss after the catch. No, I know. And right before you got on, um, Andy was talking about the players who have, like, basically have to prove their worth. Like, there's not a guaranteed spot. But probably, you know, Matthew Judon, Ramondre Stevenson was the was the other name. So we're assuming that attendance is up in Foxborough during these OTAs. I have not heard it indicated one way or the other what the attendance has been or will be. So that will start to emanate a little bit more. What was interesting was the attendance in 2021 sucked, and part of that was because a lot of players didn't feel as if the legislation strictures, you know, recommendations in place post COVID were what they were satisfied with. So a lot of players stayed away, including Johnny Smith. So it matters what your attendance is. Attendance was better last year. And I remember watching from the Hill while they just ran the hell out of players during minicamp to the point where you're like, wow, this is virtually insane, but they had better attendance, but they still didn't perform well because the coaching wasn't what they needed. So I would be surprised if they don't have very good attendance. Tom, I know you and I have sort of talked about and debated the value of cornerback, um, even pre-draft when we were sort of ranking needs, and your your point and was well taken, you know, how big a need is cornerback? They didn't really have cornerbacks last year, and they were still a pretty good defense. Well, they drafted Christian Gonzalez. They have Jack Jones coming back after an, I guess, interesting uh, rookie season. How do you see the cornerback position sort of mapping out? Is is Christian Gonzalez like like Cole Strange that he's just going to slide right into that number one job? I think what's great for the Patriots is because he's twenty years old, they have an opportunity to see how quickly he can deal with the pressure of it, the physicality of it, the expectation of it, the thinking of it, all of those things, and they have players who they can keep in his place until he's ready. Say it's Jonathan Jones. They have plenty of slot corners. The sooner you can get Miles Bryant out of the slot corner situation, the better. Um, be that as it may, I would think if you're into mid-October and Christian Gonzalez isn't playing significant snaps, if not the very first snap of the game, that's not what you were hoping for, perhaps. I mean, the idea would be for one of the 10 best players in the draft and most people's talent evaluations to be on the field A-S-A-F-P. Ooh, F. Ooh. He added an F in there. A lot of letters in there. All right, so we're talking to Tom E. Kern on the Harbor One Hotline. And, Tom, one of the um, undrafted free agents. um, Now, I I think if an undrafted free agent actually makes a team again, would it be 19 or 20 years in a row? 20. I think this would be year 20. 20 years in a row, okay? And one of the names that I think is pretty intriguing is undrafted free agent quarterback out of Louisville, Malik Cunningham, which is – He's got a similar just vibe and playing style to Lamar Jackson, same school and everything. Like, what are your just thoughts on him in general? I mean, he's not your traditional drop back quarterback, but he's also said that he'd be willing to play wide receiver. How do you see him fitting in, if at all, on this offense? You know what I think will be the first role that he gets to play? Scout team. That way you didn't have to have Jacoby Brissett running scout team when you're playing against, uh, you know, anybody who can, well, like Lamar Jackson, or like Kyler Murray. 
So you, the first thing you can do is start to see his relevance to the team as an undrafted free agent by running scout team quarterback. How well does he do that? How well does he give that look? How similar are the things that he can do to what other players who have that dual threat ability? And how well can he throw the ball? How well is he with that portion of the dual threat? So I think it's going to be a great opportunity. He's undrafted, so if he goes through the preseason, doesn't play very much at all, and gets released and brought back to the practice squad, that's that's a very good likelihood. So he's a developmental guy, but you have two opportunities there. One is to evaluate him for future. Do we want to morph towards this kind of style of offense, even to just sample it? But two, to get the team ready more concretely for those games against the dual threat quarterback. So I, I'm always, I think we all are, we're always fascinated by the ability of those quarterbacks who can restart a play. So I can't wait to watch him play and throw. Tom, we got the uh, Patriots schedule uh, last week. Just wondering what some of your uh, big picture reactions were to the schedule, maybe the tough first stretch or, or whatever you saw that it takes so friggin' long for them to get to a legitimately stiff quarterback. I mean, it's going to take until the commander's game where you say, okay, good. Sam Howell. <laughs> because it's, it's a tough stretch, you know, especially beginning the season with Hertz Rogers to, um, and then to me, I think it's fortunate for them to catch the jets early too, because that's not a good offense. I don't care how excited people want to get about, the players they had and the production that they had from individual players and what Aaron Rodgers will do. They scored 28 touchdowns last year. I mean, it's, they scored fewer offensive touchdowns than the Patriots did. So Aaron Rodgers has to get them to being able to see average from where they are before he can get them to good. And that's going to take some time. So the other thing I thought was interesting, I want to get your opinion on it, right? So so this year in the NFL, games were going to appear on CBS, Fox, NBC, ESPN, ESPN+, Plus, ABC, NFL Network, Amazon Prime, and now Peacock, right? Because they just announced that uh, Peacock is going to get a, uh, a, a playoff game. Wild card. Yep. A wild card playoff game that in order to watch this wild card playoff game, Tom, like, you, you actually have to pay for the service, the streaming service. I feel like, do you feel like this is going to turn off NFL fans and will they boycott this, what seems like a shakedown by the NFL? It's interesting because obviously I work for NBC and Peacock is affiliated there. I just wonder objectively how Congress feels about that. <laughs> you know, How I Congress mean, this, feels yeah, about it? Yeah. Explain. Yes. Well, it's an antitrust. The, yep. the NFL has an antitrust exemption. And part of the antitrust exemption was to make available those games locally, except for the blackout aspect of it, um, was to make sure that all games were available locally for fans. Okay, well they are. They you are. Know, That's that is. They did add that. They so if you okay. are if you are so in the city where the team in. is playing, so fine. But other, but it, but it does feel like. It does have this like mob mentality where they're hey listen you want you want this you're gonna have to pay for it now that we got you hooked. Well, I get it. I mean, you know, rabbit ears, antennas, and you know, going across the room to change the channel. It's it's, it's over. It's it's something that our industry right now, where I work, is dealing with very much. Is is the cord cutting and how does NBC? Um, Comcast, any of these places deal with the, the morphing consumer. 
who is going more a la carte. So to me, it's it's interesting to watch from you know a professional standpoint. How does it impact me? But that's where things are are headed. So I mean, I think they spent 110 million dollars yeah. on the game. So you know, that's almost as much as I make. <laughs> well, listen. Andy said he's not paying for it. He's nope. going to be. He said he's not paying for it. He's going to hold his breath and like going out you know, to dinner with my wife that night. Yeah, because he doesn't. He well, doesn't cover the NFL at all. You're moving. I mean, the Patriots will be the wild card game. He's yeah, going to pay for it. He's such a he's such a hardo. Whoa, he's whoa, acting whoa. like he's whoa, not going to pay you for just, it. Yeah, stop You're going to pay for it. Stop talking. Tom Curran just said the Patriots are getting the buy. Yeah. Well, um, they might, and they don't. They they be a divisional weekend there. I would say the only way they're at that game is if they buy a ticket. <laughs> they're going to be a good team. Christian and I are on that. Are we the together. only ones? Have you see? I pretty much guaranteed a playoff spot. Like I'm not going to give you a. I'm not going to give you. I did it like a month and a half ago. I'm not going to give you a a record. Like here's what. Here's how they're going to finish. So they're going to shake gonna, off the zero and four start to make the playoffs. Are going to? They're a playoff team. Wow. They're a playoff team. Now, maybe it's not, you know, two games above 500, but I think they sneak in somehow. I don't know what where you're at. I feel like you feel the same way, though. Um, yeah, it's a 12-5 and five team waiting to happen. What, what year? 2020, <laughs> 2027? You'll see. Hey, and oh, by the way, do you have any us for Taylor Swift concerts? Oh, tickets? Do you, have any, do, you have, do you know anybody over there if I said, hey, I need two tickets? I do not. You liar. But didn't you, you play know for the somebody? Team? You know somebody. Little, You're so tied in over there. Somebody has some sort of pass or something like I that. I think it's a little late in the game to do that, though. A little bit. I Wouldn't just, that I have been a better idea in July or whenever they, things went on sale? January? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Why? Are you catching heat at home? Uh, I'm just trying to be the hero. He's I got be the children that are having to sell their yeah. possessions to yeah. try to get tickets. They're putting all their stuff up on eBay, Facebook, market, Marketplace, all that stuff. All that stuff. You so, are a hero every yeah. day to me. Hey, okay, listen, before you leave, okay, because at 1245 on this very show, I am going to explain to New England Patriots fans, which is probably should be considered their worst nightmare in the history of nightmares may occur with their former quarterback Tom E. Brady. With that <laughs> with that e. with that being said, <laughs> with that everybody needs an E in their in, you know before their last name. Uh do you you don't mind if he steals it, does do you, Tom? You don't no, mind. No, he, he actually he is a Tom E. Yeah, He's a okay, Thomas Edward exactly. Uh who would be the one person you would not want Tom Brady to date post divorce? My wife <laughs> That's it. Uh, the one person you would not want to see him date. I just want him happy. Oh, oh God. So You're cute. the worst. <laughs> I, I just, just want, want him to see ha- him happy. Just appreciate it. All right, well, listen. It. Make well, sure you, you have somebody in mind. I do have somebody in mind. Pay attention. At 1245, we are going to explain who that person is right on this very show. But until then, oh, all right. have a great weekend. Enjoy the concert that you're going to, and uh, I guess uh, give me your uh, give me your prediction for the Celtics versus the Heat, real quick, before you go. Celtics and six. Jimmy continues to be uh, a deity walking among us on earth. Okay, that's what Jimmy Butler is. All right, 